0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sarah Peck, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. Today, I want to talk about morning routines and how they have changed so much in the prospect of becoming a parent. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. Life can be really unpredictable, especially when you're getting ready to add a baby to your life. The sponsor of this episode, Aeroflow Breast Pumps, is dedicated to making the hassle of getting your breast pump a little bit easier. Actually, a lot easier. Head to aeroflowbreastpumps.com startup to have them help you qualify for a free breast pump through insurance. And stick around because at the end of this episode, I'll walk you through how it works and tell you a little bit more of how Aeroflow Breast Pumps can save you so much time time. As always, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a minute to leave us a review, we would love that. If you need any of the show notes from the show, head to StartUpPregnant.com. There's so much noise on the internet about having the perfect morning routine. And I am a diehard morning person. I've always woken up early. I was in college and we swam every morning. So I got up at 529 most mornings, 529 AM. I am not very good at sleeping in, even as a child. I am loathe to admit this. I don't know why, but I will share this on the podcast. I used to get up early on Saturday morning so that I could make things and work and draw and create. And sometimes my siblings would go and watch cartoons and there would be Saturday morning cartoons. And I was just so antsy and so ready to do stuff that I woke up early and I wanted to go do things. So given that context, I got sent a book in the mail from two authors who run a blog called My Morning Routine. And I remember being interviewed for this book a long time ago, I think five or six years ago, maybe longer, seven or eight years ago. I'm actually in this book under the section morning workouts. And in it, my past self, my pre-child self talks about my morning routine of getting up early and swimming or running and doing a workout in the morning and what that looked like. And what's wild to me and what has been such an interesting transition is the process of becoming a parent and realizing how much of your morning is dedicated to waking and feeding and nursing and helping and diaper changing and corralling and coaxing and changing again and again and playing with small children. And how much that has been. A shift and a disruption in my life, especially because I so love the morning time, but also how beautiful it can be in different ways. One of my favorite things to do is to sit without my phone, without anything else, with a cup of tea and just hang out with this person and watch them explore the world. The other day, we went to the little easel that he has, and he loves telling us things and having us draw them. So right now we're obsessed with drawing faces and he will, he'll say, face, face. And you'll draw another circle and a smiley face and then a frowny face and then a laughing face. And we just sit and we draw and it's those little teeny tiny moments where there's nothing really more important than that. There's not an email that I could get that would be better than that for me. And then it's back to the hustle and the bustle and the, you know... Let's change your diaper. No, I don't want to change my diaper (laughs) And, and all of that noise. Let's put your shoes on. I don't want shoes. That has really shifted the morning routine, if it can even be said to be a morning routine. This is one of the reasons why I love asking people on this podcast, what is your routine in the morning or what time did you get up? What time did you wake up? What did you do today? But as I got to thinking about it, I realized that part of the pressure I was putting on myself I was reading this book, My Morning Routine, and thank goodness they have a whole chapter in the book dedicated to parents. Otherwise, I was going to chuck it out the window. But then I got to read all of these great parents and their stories. In the book, we hear from Biz Stone and Nick Bilton and other parents and how they run their morning routine. And I think Nick Bilton's essay is particularly revealing. And they say, what is your morning routine? And he says, I have two morning routines. One was pre-kids and the other is post-kids. My pre-kids morning routine can best be described as sitting in a quaint old boat on a serene lake. It's a summer afternoon and the birds flitter by as a light breeze rushes the trees. My post-kids routine is more akin to being in one of those giant cargo ships in the middle of the ocean as a nor'easter rages in the distance, creating waves that are so big, they look like mountains in the middle of the sea. I love them both. To be honest, they're just very, very different mornings. So I love how he captures this and talks about the time in the morning here. I'm going to share a little bit more. He says, Now I have routine number two. That's all changed when we had children. I wake up at five thirty, usually being summoned into our two year old's room with shrieks of Dada and downstairs and cartoons and eggs I'm lucky that I don't need a lot of sleep, but given that my wife and I have usually been woken up several times in the evening, I'm pretty bleary-eyed at this point. Then it's a whirlwind of protecting the dog from the toddler, the baby from the dog, the toddler from himself, making breakfast, drinking several cups of coffee, and chasing my son as he runs around the house and yard in circles, screaming like he's in the ring at a WWF tournament. We interrupt this chaos by walking the dog together as a family which is my new favorite part of the day. If I'm lucky, I start writing by around 9.30 a.m. when the nanny has arrived. This kind of captures for me some of what changes when children enter the picture. What I wanted to dive into today was to talk about the kind of ephemeral and always changing nature of morning routines and my attachment to the idea that there is one routine, that there is going to be one perfect fixed routine that I can attach to for the next 10, 15, 20 years, as though I could decide and then that was it. And then there was no more thinking about it. That actually created a lot of anxiety and stress for me. And the other day I had this epiphany, which is why I'm sharing this with you, that I could craft a morning routine for the current season. And right now, the time of this recording, I happen to be pregnant. And it's springtime in New York City. And spring and summer, I tend to have a little bit more energy. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to do a morning routine for myself for just eight weeks. I want to try this for eight weeks. There's a second baby on the horizon. All of the chaos is going to break loose in time. We're going to have to readjust and recalibrate and pivot and shift. And we will do that. But just for the next few weeks, I decided I'm going to do a morning routine for right now. And there was something so liberating and freeing about that framework that instead of trying to pick something that was perfect and that fit and that would somehow fit everything for many, many years to come. It was kind of like trying to wear the same pair of pants when you're going through having multiple babies. It just, it's not going to work. Like your body is changing too fast. I have like eight pairs of pants and I rotate through them depending on how big or wide or waddly I am. And so in the middle of this pregnancy, with nicer weather outside. I said, you know what? For a short time, I want to get up and daily journal. I want to do my journaling in the morning. I'm going to get up before my kid gets up by a few minutes. I'm going to ask my partner to get our kid on the days that he can. And that's what I want to do. Not forever, not for always, but just for right now. Another way to do this is to make the time horizon even shorter. Sometimes I need refreshes or reboots that are just a week long. And so sometimes I say to myself, you know what? I don't know what's coming next week and I don't know what's coming the week after, but this week I want to walk at least 8,000 steps a day. This week I want to focus on walking a lot more. And that's the routine. And there's something generous and gentle about picking just right now, just for a moment, I'm going to do this thing that takes care of myself that I enjoy doing. One of the struggles for me has been finding Time to write, because I love writing in the morning and I love writing late at night, and those times are so dedicated to children and caretaking. And we have a couple of different strategies that we've had to employ to make it work. One of them, for me, is just adjusting. I get up, I have a small amount of time to myself in the morning, I spend about two hours with my kiddo, and then we're in transition because I'm taking him to daycare. And then when I get home around nine or 9:30 in the morning, that's when I can begin the writing practice. And my brain is a little more full. It's a little more jumbled. And what I've learned slowly over time is that that is still the best time to write. If I push it off till the afternoon, or I push it off until after email, or after I kind of stack up more stuff in my mind, it just gets worse. So carving out the first hour of the day to start writing and begin, even though I'm not at perfect energy, and even though I'm not totally clear-headed, Has still been a really useful practice for me to adjust. Here are the demands. Here are the situation. We're still going to make it work. The other really useful thing for us has been, for some reason, in our partnership in this household, at least, we thought that there always had to be two parents in the room. There's a little bit of like, oh, we're both going to be there for bath time, and we're both going to be there at dinner, and we're both going to be there in the morning. And at some point, my husband and I looked at each other, and we were kind of like just staring at each other, wide eyed. Like this is really hard, and. We started to switch. So he takes three of the mornings during the week where he gets up early. He makes breakfast. He makes lunches. He gets the kid. He makes sure he's dressed and ready. And I get like 45 minutes to myself. And he still walks out the door at 7.15 a.m. So that's 6.30 to 7.15 in the morning. And for me, then I take the other mornings and I get to sink a little deeper into being there with my kid because I've had three mornings during the week to have my own time and space. Same goes for the evening. One of us tackles the kitchen, one of us tackles bath time. If we're totally exhausted, we just look at each other and we skip bath time. The kid will be fine as long as he didn't roll around in like beet juice that day. And we sneak away a little bit of time, usually 7.30 to 8 or 8 to 8.30, where somebody gets to do something on their own. And it is just such a beautiful little pick-me-up of being able to have a minute to yourself. We've even had my brother help babysit a few times where we just get an hour And I swear, you don't actually need a tremendous amount of time to recalibrate and reset. It's the nonstop brutality of like just the relentlessness of a small child, the 24-7, 365 days a year that can be really wearing. And so we will on Sunday afternoons go over across the street to a little local brewery and a beer hall and we will go and it's like five and we'll sit and we'll sit for what feels like the longest time. And then we look at our watches, we're like, oh, we should probably get back. It's like 5.45 p.m. It's been 45 minutes. and We just realized that time is so different when you don't have a toddler running around that 45 minutes to an hour can be the most precious thing. And it's all going to change. We're going to have a second kid joining us. We're going to probably need to just switch and each take one kid for a while. I imagine it will be harder before it gets easier. Although I am open to the opposite experience, I am open to it being easier, if that's what it can be. But, you know, I'm just readying my expectations. For those of you listening in, for your morning routine, first of all, feel free to laugh at the words morning routine. And for all the articles on the internet that are written by folks without kids, often I find male authors. You don't have to take them. They might not fit your life. And then also, I think a generous and gentle way to apply it to our own lives is to just put it in for a day or a week or a month at a time and say, you know what, this summer, I really want to focus on having a coffee date with friends. I want to do that one morning a week. That is my ritual for now. I promised at the beginning of the episode to tell you a little bit more about the pumping journey and about how Aeroflow Breast Pumps works. They are the sponsor of this episode. So for all of you breastfeeding and pumping mamas, here is the info that you wanted. Aeroflow Breast Pumps makes the process of getting a breast pump covered through your insurance as easy as possible. They have dedicated and informed breast pump specialists to help you navigate insurance by taking care of the paperwork, the phone calls, and the prescription requests so that you can take it easy. They're available by phone, text, or email to answer any questions you have during this exciting time in your life. One of the trickiest things is the timing of everything. A lot of insurance plans only allow you to get a pump within 30 days of your due date. Let me tell you, figuring out when that baby is going to arrive and then getting everything done within these exact timeframes can be really hard. They take care of everything, including contacting your physician for a prescription, recommending the best breast pump options for you and your lifestyle, billing and processing those insurance claims, and shipping the breast pump to your door free of charge. The entire process is totally free. So if you want to work with them to get your breast pump, go to aeroflowbreastpumps.com startup, and they will get you started right away. Thanks for being a sponsor of Working Pumping Mamas, Aeroflow Breast Pumps. And you know, I always say this and I mean it. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like our show. It takes a few seconds, and it really does help us a lot. If you want more of what we're talking about, go over to startuppregnant.com and get on our email list. We send out a weekly newsletter with time-saving tips for parents and entrepreneurs, and I always include a weekly gadget or tool or something awesome that we've stumbled upon to help make your life just a little bit easier. And as always, you can reach out to us at hello at startuppregnant.com. We love hearing from you.